Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Welcome, 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 friends, to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast, where we bring you insights and advice from industry experts to help you lead a more successful and fulfilling life. I'm Trish, and that's Kylie. <laughs> you got to say hi. It's, it's. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. Today's Sorry, I waved at the camera for people listening. I waved, but you can't hear that, so. No, if you are on Audible or Apple Podcasts, you cannot hear the wave. But today we have a special guest with us, Walker Highland, owner of Complete Insurance Services and my go-to guy for all my insurance needs. Welcome to the show, Walker. Yeah, hello. Thanks for having me. This is uh, my first podcast, so hopefully I don't uh, mess it up too bad. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I, did, any- I already messed up. I didn't wear a blazer, so. That's okay because everybody listening won't know that you didn't wear it. Well, now they know. You tattled on yourself. I got a camera in front of me, so I know someone's watching. Somebody knows. Are they, though? Picture us all in very fancy clothing. Yeah. Or don't. Oh, not that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great to have you, Walker. I'm super excited to meet you and, you know, learn all the things about the ins and outs of navigating insurance in the smoothest way possible because um, I have to say I – feel like insurance can be a very overwhelming topic, a very overwhelming and confusing subject with all the different companies, deductibles, what's a deductible coverage? What do I need? Like I know when I sign up for auto insurance, I'm like, what's the basic? Does that cover everything? What if someone dies? Like there's so much to think about. So I'm really, really glad that you're here. But um, before we jump into all of that goodness, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you come from. You know, Trish says you played hockey too. So you know, that's an in-state line with her. I love all hockey people. <laughs> they are my people. Yeah, and if I keep, if I ramble on too long, just cut me off. I've got a hook, I've got a hook cane over here to like vaudeville. We'll just pull you right off. Perfect. Yeah, so uh, again, my name's Walker. I was born in California, actually. A lot of people don't know that. Nice. Um, and moved to the Midwest, moved to Minnesota when I was like 10, 11 years old. Um, main reason was because of hockey. Um, Hockey was uh, super expensive out in California. Yeah. Uh, Me and my brother both played and, uh, so your parents were like consistently broke while you guys were growing up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, travel was the biggest one and in California, there wasn't a ton of competitive teams. So we'd have to travel Canada, you know, Mm. everywhere. And, uh, we had a tournament out in Minnesota and there was like hundreds of rinks within like, you know, 30, 40 miles. My dad's like, I love it here. You know, it's uh, affordable and, yeah, my dad got had uh, taken a new job out there and moved there and obviously uh, grew up, went to high school out there. And then, you know, this ties into hockey, too. Once I graduated high school, played a couple years of juniors um, with hockey. It's not like most sports where to get recruited for college, you have to play a year or two or even three yeah. years of juniors. That's really where the, uh, the colleges uh, find you. I mean, some of the really good players will commit in high school, but I would say 50% or so would get committed in, in the junior route. So um, with that, I got to live in a lot of fun places. I got to live in Texas. I went, I lived in California for a little bit and then in Canada, uh, British Columbia on Vancouver Island wow. for a year. So traveling me, man. Yeah, it's like and, what Trent's going through yeah, right now. Yeah. And it is, uh, it was the best time of my life, right? All you, all you cared about was hockey what was for dinner. Um, that was about <laughs> Sounds it, like right? Trent. So, <laughs> work out, hockey, and uh, yeah, maybe play some video games Tater when you get home. Casserole. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, so yeah, when I uh, my last year of juniors uh, was trying to figure out where to go. I finally had some uh, college scholarships, and that's what brought me to Michigan, actually. Uh, I played hockey at Michigan Tech, got a um, scholarship to play hockey there. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. The reason I chose Michigan Tech was... Um, you know, I, I had narrowed it down to like two or three schools and um, my parents were like, Michigan Tech, a huge engineering school. You'll get a good degree. You'll go be an engineer. And I, yeah. I love math was always like, a, you know, one of my favorite topics in school. So I was like, perfect. Yeah. So I committed to Michigan Tech uh, thinking I was going to be an engineer um, and uh, kind of did my visit. And before I, you know, before my freshman year, um, I showed up and there was like one kid on the team that was in engineering and it was like the third string goalie and he was like a genius. <laughs> so I was like, maybe engineering's not for me. Uh, 
So I ended up like before even um, day one of school, I switched to the school of business, a lot smaller school. Um, and the big thing with hockey is we would be gone you know, for road trips, we, we would miss a ton of school. So yeah. a lot of the engineering classes were hands-on, um, you know, in-person labs, things like that, where right. the School of Business had, you know, you could do most of everything online, which was helpful um, to, you know, not only pass the class, but, you know, learn. Uh, I, I just felt uh, that was, so I, I pivoted into the School of Business, got my management degree from Michigan Tech. Um, and then, you know, it wasn't until like my senior year of college where, um, I was like, hey, hockey's not going to be there forever. You know, I just thought, oh, I'm going to play professional hockey and do, and that that's all that mattered to me up until Mm -hmm. that point. Um, And you know, my now wife, we we were dating all through college, and we were like, she was like, well, what do you want to do? You know, and to play professionally, I wouldn't be playing in the NHL or anything. It would be like I'd have to go to Europe or play in one of the lower lower professional leagues. And then I started looking at the pay. <laughs> I was like, do I love it that much? You yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah, um, right. so that's when I, you know, started going to the career fairs, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, and my father-in-law, he, he's a insurance agent with state farm, a longtime state farm agent. Okay. And he kind of, you know, uh, Christmas time, I think my senior year, he's like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. we, and started, uh, introducing me into, or explaining what the insurance industry was all about. Um, and how lucrative it can be, you know, just like any sales position. So right. um, I, I kind of, after Christmas break, I went back, I was like, I'm going to go get my insurance license. So I got my insurance license while I was still in college. And then um, trying to figure out, uh, that opened a lot of doors. Once once you had your license, I had a lot of people, especially like all my um, college um, coordinators and like the head of the business school like, what are you doing? Like you could go be an insurance agent just out of high school, just mm-hmm. go get a license. And you know, you just got this degree, we can get you this high paying salary job. You know, there's a lot of uh, alumni and, you know, ex hockey players that own businesses, you know, we'll, we'll get you a much better job than going and, you know, taking a commission um, insurance gig with State Farm. Yeah. And um, I, I kind of blocked out the noise. I was like, I'm going to give it a go. Um, so with State Farm, it's a little different to be an agent, you have to go through their agent aspirant program. Mm-hmm. So worked through that tons of training um a lot of classes that's kind of how i learned really how um to sell um how to talk to you know that was like my first job all i did was hockey growing you know uh so it it was really my first job and and i was actually able to do it underneath my father-in-law so that was that had some uh unique dynamics to it right i'm sure working with family um my first job um and kind of got through that whole program and then um with State Farm, a lot of times what they do is when a State Farm agent retires, they give their clients or their book of business to someone like myself who would take over. Well, at the time, I was like, I'm ready. I could do this on my own. I want to open up my own agency. And there was no, um, no one was retiring. And and so there was no real good opportunities. The only opportunities I had were uh, complete scratch opportunities where like Basically, you open the door and you have no clients and, you know, start selling. And um, so that's when I kind of was like leaning on my father and I'm like, hey, what should I do? Or um, and he's like, I would look at maybe going the independent route um, and we can talk about, you know, the difference between a captive and an independent agent. So I ended up um, going. There was this uh, big brokerage that was heavily recruiting State Farm aspirants and agents um, and it was a franchise model. So um, here I was, you know, I was married. I think we had our first daughter at the time. And here I was paying a franchise fee to open up uh, an agency. You know, most people are like, hey, where's the signing bonus? What's the salary? So I I scraped together everything I had, um, paid the fran. You know, I wanted to pay it in full because it was a big discount to pay the franchise fee in full. Did that um, and built a nice book of business with this big brokerage. And they were based out of state. Um, and built it up. I, I became, I think, I think it was the top uh, agent in the Midwest. They're, they're in, I think, almost every state now. But at the time, they were kind of brand new to the Midwest. It was a new model. It was a startup um, brokerage. Okay. Wow. And uh, I got like one, two years in, and 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 I started like digging through the franchise agreement. And it was like the franchise agreement's only fifteen years long, and then you have to renew it. And then I was like, here I was, you know, 25, 30, I don't know how old I was at the time, but I was like, that's going to put me at like 40, 45 years old. And they're going to 
want to um, change the contract or I'd have to renew it. And it really got me thinking, um, you know, is this long term what I want? Do I want to build this thing up to be huge and then um, be 45 years old and have because, uh, you know, you hear stuff like that throughout the industry where contract changes, commission split changes. And so then I um, was able to. So what I did was I, I sold that agency um, at, I think I was like 20, 28 years old. I sold the agency financially. It was awesome. You know, I, I did really well. Um, and then what I did from there was I started an, a scratch agency again. So I, with that brokerage, started a scratch agency, built it up, sold it. And then here I was again, like, here, here I go again, you know, restarting over for the third time. I'm like, this is going to be, you know, my last stop. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I've built into what I have now, um, complete insurance. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have, we have five full-time agents and three full-time CSRs. Um, and the biggest thing I didn't really touch on in the story is like carriers, how to get um, the insurance companies to give you a contract. And that was a big decision factor for me because at this brokerage that was based out of state, I couldn't get a lot of the big Michigan carriers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had the progressives and the Liberty Mutuals and the Safecos, but I didn't have the big, you know, like auto owners, they're Michigan based citizens. They have their big hub in Howell here. AAA there. Those are three big powerhouse insurance carriers for here sure. in Michigan. And when I restarted, I kind of had some things lined up, obviously, knowing that I could get some of those carriers. So, yeah, so now, you know, we're one of the few agencies that have all three of those carriers. There are some other big Michigan-based companies, but, um, but yeah, now we, uh, we're an independent shop. Uh, and that's, that's kind of my story on how I got to where I am now. So wow. a lot of... A lot of talking there. It's so funny, though, because like when we talk to people who are real estate agents or in the mortgage industry or, you know, in insurance and stuff like that, it's always we always ask to hear the story because it's so funny how, you know, you grow up and you come up and you're going through high school and you're like, I'm going to do this thing. I was going to be a lawyer. And Trisha was going to be a doctor and you were going to play hockey. And, <laughs> and here we all are partnering in a completely different capacity and just loving every single second of it. Yeah. And I love how like brave you were to oh, be yeah. able to be like, nah, I'm just going to start all over. Nah, I'm, I'm going to do that again. Like that's super scary, especially because you were so young. And like, what do you think like gave you, do you think that like some of that came from hockey, just being able to be like super fierce and brave and do something? Like I always think of... Trent's entire life as a goalie, I would like, you know, when he was really young, I was somebody was like, oh, we want him to come play hockey in Paris. And I was like, well, I can't take him. And they're like, we'll take him. And everybody's like, you sent your child to Paris by himself. And I'm like, it's just a hockey thing. Do you think yeah. that's something you got from hockey where you're like, you're able to like take big decisions and like that would be scary for other people and just do them? Like, or do you think that's something somebody instilled in you? Like, where do you think you got that from? Because not everybody has that. Yeah, definitely playing sports, right? I It, it makes you competitive. It makes you, you know, want to win, you know, in hockey, you want to win the game, right? And yeah. uh, you want to have a successful business. I think- the biggest thing for me was just taking risk. Uh, I, I wasn't afraid to take the risk where that's where I see a lot of people like they don't they don't want to pay this franchise fee and see what ha- you know, they want more the guaranteed route. And I think by never like from day one, I never had like a salary or I never had like so I, I, I was kind of used to that. Like, hey, you got to go out and do it yourself. Um, and but but definitely sports played a big, big factor. Um in helping me succeed like i i always tell people like i feel like you know hockey you just i worked so hard to get get a scholar all i wanted was a college scholarship you know you work so hard to get that like just uh the work ethic things like that um definitely played a factor um into it so Yeah. And um, one thing I want to kind of unpack, because I don't think that a lot of people understand how it works and you're kind of mentioning it, but just so they understand. um, And I can kind of parallel it to the mortgage industry where you can go to HSBC Bank, right? Or you can go to Greg Goddard at CCM. Like you're kind of talking about the same thing. Like you can go directly to Progressive or you can come to Walker and he can get you the best rate. Can you kind of unpack the differences between if I just call progressive or if I call you, right? Yeah, no. So with um, insurance, there's really two big avenues that people go would be like, or actually three, you, you can go to a captive insurance agent, which 
that's who you see on every block. You see the state farms, the farmers, insurance, Farm Bureau. Um, those are what we call captive agents. They strictly work for that one company. If you call them for, say, a homeowner's quote, they're going to have one price. They have one product for you. Then, you know, the second avenue would be the independent channel, which is what our agency is. It's kind of like a broker or we just in, in the insurance uh, industry, we don't say broker because brokers charge fees and and we don't charge fees. Uh, some other states will call themselves a broker, but Michigan has some uh, weird laws where they don't allow you to call yourself a broker unless you charge fees. So the independent channel. So like when you call our agency, we're shopping you through all the, all the carriers. So we're shopping you through, you know, citizens, auto owners, progressive, Safeco, Liberty Mutual, you know, we're shopping you through everyone and we have direct contracts with them. Um, and, uh, and then I guess the third option would be, yeah, you can just go online to progressive.com and get a quote that like, so you can go to the carrier directly too and have no agent at all. So those are kind of the three avenues that you can purchase, you know, personal lines. Commercial is a little different. It's hard to, you know, go online and just commercial insurance. So. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, like, obviously, I said, like, Walker's my insurance guy. And one of the big reasons is, is like the convenience and the pricing. Like, I can make Dave sit there and call 16 <laughs> different companies and get 16 different prices, but they also don't know the conversations we've had with different people. Or I can say, Walker, I really need XYZ. Yeah. And he's like, here you go. And he does all that shopping yeah. for us. And I also have noticed is it because you guys have like the direct contracts with it? Because like we had progressive, but then when you gave us a progressive quote, it was better. Right. Yeah. So there's definitely going to be different pricing because if you go to progressive directly, they have to service your policy. Um, so there's more overhead that way where we, we service everything in-house. So if you have a vehicle change, if you need to update your card or payment information, have a claim, they're calling our office first and we're fielding those, where if you go to Progressive directly, they have to have back office staff for that to, you know, so sometimes you can go to Progressive directly. I've seen it where it's a little bit cheaper depending on location, but a lot of, most times we're going to be most competitive um, from that end. And kind of to your point too, uh, my uh, staff kind of laughs because I say it so many times a day. I, I always say like, you know, us versus a captive. I, I truly um, work for you, for the client. And I, where, you know, if you call a state farm or a farmer's, like they work for that company, they work for State Farm. That's who's sending their check. So they're pushing you to sell X amount of health and life insurance. And, and they're, they, they put these parameters in place where me, you know, for me, I, I just, I'm like, I, I represent you, I shop you, you're, you know, and um, the conversations that we have are between us. So um, you don't have that carrier have a, you know, put, putting pressure on the agent to maybe do things that might not be what's in best interest for the for the client. So Yeah. And the other thing that I love that Walker does that I've never had before is I'm able to put all of not just my personal stuff, like my cars, my house, but also my business stuff, which I didn't even know like for a long time because I had insurance with him. And then we did just do like a side one. And then we came back and I was like, wait a minute, do you do general liability insurance for my business? And he's like, yep. And I was like, do you do, you know, insurance? Yep. We do that. We do that. It's like, so it's like really a one-stop shop, which I love. Like that makes it so much easier because no matter what it is, now I'm just like, just call Walker, right? Yeah, especially for the big commercial clients, it's nice to have it all in one house. Yeah. Um, you know, we we basically do everything besides, I, I don't really specialize in health insurance just because there's so much CE involved in continuing education where it's like, okay, if you want to sell for Blue Cross Blue Shield, yeah, I could do that. But every year I'm spending like, four or five days learning all the changes. So I, I usually refer out like the individual health insurance is, is really the only thing I don't do. But yeah, commercial, um, you know, personal life, uh, pet insurance. So oh, <laughs> yeah, I, Billy, Billy's got pet insurance. <laughs> so. And I think the nice thing about that too, is it's a personal relationship. Yeah. Like one night, um, my Explorer wouldn't start and I was heading to the gym and I'm like, crap. And my BMW was parked. So I didn't have to pay the insurance. And so like, I, 
I was going to text Walker, but I accidentally called him at like 8 o'clock at night. I was like, I didn't mean to call you. And he's like, it's fine. You're good to go. Drive. And I was like, all right, cool. So like you wouldn't be able to do that calling like, you know, State Farm or going online or stuff like that. Or maybe you can. I don't know. But it was so easy for me. So um, getting like back into like the nuts and bolts of things, like as an insurance agent, like you're you're obviously working with people to like assess their assets, manage risk. Like, can you share what with our listeners, like what are some of like the key considerations when it comes to picking your insurance for individuals or businesses or families? Like what should they be thinking about other than just like what's the cheapest? Because I feel like you get what you pay for. And a lot of times people don't think about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, the main thing that we like to do is try to uncover everyone's risk. You know, do they own a home? Do they rent? All the basics. Try to trying to. And that's kind of going into a, a question down the road. But um, basically uncovering all of that information. So we know, like, you don't need a boat policy if you don't own a boat. It sound, sounds stupid, but that's, you know, we need to uncover everything. Do they have, you know, one driver or seven drivers in the house? Do they have one vehicle or four? Do they um, have a summer vehicle and put it in store? You know, just trying to uncover uh, all all their risks is really, you know, where we start. And then from a business side, same thing. Do you have a storefront? Do you own the building? So there's a lot of um, things that we just try to uncover, or those are kind of the considerations that we look at before we start saying, here's the right policy for you, or or it gives us a good spot to start uh, for a potential client or even current clients when we're doing reviews and things like that. Yeah. So. So what does that process look like when you're going through that process with your clients and kind of digging into their lives? Like, yeah. So I, I created, it's called, uh, it's like a discovery template that I gave to all my agents and they, they really like it. Um, it's, it's pretty detailed, you know, for, so say if someone calls in and wants an auto quote, um, it's, you know, a two, three page um, PDF or document that you can go in and fill out. But it, it asks a lot of stuff. Like I have a lot of people like, why are you asking these questions? And it's like, well, we need to uncover, you know, all, all your risks. I can go story for story and tell you this lawsuit, you know, how, how much was paid out or, you know, this accident happened. Uh, uh, so, you know, just uncovering all that information, you know, whether it's, you know, obviously the basics, birth date, driver's license, but then also what's your occupation? Do you have a degree? Um, are you a member of any credit unions? People start asking, well, why, why are you, why do you need to know this to insure my vehicle? And I, and, and my response always is, you know, hey, I'm trying to get you all the discounts that you qualify for. I'm also trying to properly protect you too. So that's that discovery process. Um, you know, we do that for all potential clients to try to you know, just uncover everything that they have, you know, because you can, you can insure a lot of things, you know, uh, and we'll get into that too, but you can insure, uh, you know, a boat, four-wheeler all the way up to like, you know, you can insure a thousand dollar watch if you want, but, um, you know, just, just uncovering everything that they, you know, all their assets really. Yeah. And I think that that's important because like, you don't know what you don't know. And like one of the things that I insured that would probably sound really crazy to people is Trent's hockey gear. Because oh, dude, we, that's more expensive than some people's cars. <laughs> it is. And when we started going overseas, the first time we went overseas, they they lost his hockey gear for two days. And I was freaking out because that's he's a, a lot of that's thousands. Yeah, yeah, he's a lefty. So we have to order all of his gear specialty yeah. order. It's not like I can go to the store and buy him his things like I have to order it. It has to come. And like uh, if if it gets plain de-icer on it, guess what? It's trash. I have to buy new stuff. If it gets lost, I need ten thousand dollars. And like when he first started hockey, I was broke. Like I was poor. I wasn't finding $10,000 to replace hockey gear. And so I was like, oh, I can put this on my homeowner's insurance policy and they'll cover it. And same with my wedding ring. Like, oh, I can put this on my homeowner's insurance policy and they cover it. Now, as I have developed my income, maybe I don't need to do that anymore. Or now Trent isn't going overseas two, three, four times a year like he used to. So it's not as stressful. But I will tell you, every time you put that gear on the plane, like it very rarely gets to where it needs Trisha, to go. Trisha, hit her knees, checking that bag. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, laying in the manger. I pray that you have your hand on this hockey gear. I'm telling you. All right, friends, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to unpack a lots more great, interesting things and things you really need to know about who to go to for insurance, what that looks like, how to get the right coverage, how to make sure all the things are awesome. So stay tuned, friends. 
you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one -on -one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. And we are back with our friend Walker, breaking us down all the information on insurance, all the things you need to know because you don't know what you don't know. And that's why you listen to us so you can know, right? Oh, I love that. Right off the top of your dome. That wasn't even in the script. <laughs> I know. It's like I'm getting good at this podcast. Yeah, you've been hanging out with me long enough. <laughs> becoming unfiltered. All right. Well, one common question that a lot of people have is like, how to determine the right amount of coverage they need? Because there's like so many options and variables to consider. And like, I get instantly overwhelmed. So that's why I'm glad I have you and I make Dave deal with it most of the time. <laughs> um, but for those of our listeners who have to, have to actually do some things themselves, can you kind of unpack like, how how is it best to be able to find that balance? Yeah, I mean... It does become overwhelming with how many like riders, add-ons you can do on any type of policy, whether it's, you know, a home policy to an auto to, you know, a business package policy. Um, so, you know, the home and auto are pretty basic, but I always like to go over a lot of the, you know, more common riders that, that you see people add on, you know, one like on a homeowner's policy, water backing up is not covered on your homeowners. A lot of people don't know that. So that's an additional rider that you can add on. Or, you know, if you're in a flood zone, do they need a flood policy? Because water coming from the outside in does not cover, is not covered on a homeowner's policy. So just um, walking through a lot of the, you know, more claims that I see come across my desk. Those are kind of the add-ons that I, I wouldn't say necessarily pitch, but I recommend, um, you know, homeowners, you can you can add a liability for like small boats, you can add golf cart liability. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different add-ons on the homeowners that you can add. Some big ones are like service line coverage. Um, people don't know what that is, but like say you have city water and city sewer coming into the house, uh, those lines from say the say the road into your home are not covered. So oh, there's like service line coverage stuff. that you can you can add on that costs you might maybe like 30, 40 bucks a year and it will cover 10, 15, you know, excavating, getting those new lines into the house are not cheap. No, so, um, not. you know, on the home, you know, I always like to at least mention and go over those ones. A lot of times when people call me for a quote, I'll include a lot, 80, 90% of those in there, but sometimes agents don't. And like, like we were talking earlier, you can call, I just want to get the cheapest homeowners possible. Well, yeah, I can shave every coverage off and make it, you know, $70, $60 a month, but come claim time, are you going to wish you did that? No, not no, right. you're not. Um, you know, and then the auto insurance, you know, people call me, I want full coverage on my car. Well, what does that mean? Um, do, do you want low deductibles? And we'll talk about deductibles later, but do you you know, so there's deductibles for comp and collision coverage. Com comprehensive coverage would be anything like out of your control, rain, hail, a deer flies in front of your car. And, you know, uh, so there'd be comprehensive coverage and collision coverage if you collide with another vehicle or object. Um, you know, that that's what when people say full coverage. But then there's a lot of options now when it comes to medical. Um, you know, if you're injured in the event of an auto accident, Actually, uh, before the auto reform in Michigan in 2021, you had to carry unlimited medical coverage. So there was no option. Um, and that's why we were the highest uh, premium, you know, highest auto insurance premium in the country. I'm sure we have listeners outside of Michigan for sure. But um, that was one thing where now you do have options. You can elect to not have unlimited. You can have, say, $500,000 worth of coverage or 250000 which is still 
10, 15, 20 times more than any other state. But, yeah. um, but yeah, the, the, and, and then you got to look into, okay, does your health insurance cover auto accidents? So there's a lot of moving pieces. And that's why during that discovery call that we like to do, you know, we uncover who is your health insurance through? Oh, it's through an employer. Is it a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan? Do they cover auto accidents? If not, ask your HR because no one knows. No, yeah, no one yeah. ever knows that. So, you know, we do give them a little homework. And and I think by us asking the questions that not everyone's asking, you know, they, they realize, hey, you know, I think I'm going to be a lot in a lot better situation come claim time. Um, and it's not all about the price at that point. You know, right. I think that comes from my state farm background when, you know, you do have to sell on value. You have to sell, you know, um, insurance is so price driven. I mean, every billions and billions in marketing are all based on price. Um, so you, you know, for us, we try to, uh, price is always going to be, uh, you know, a factor, but we, we try to, you know, let people know, Hey, your policy has all these extra coverages, uh, included. And then obviously businesses, um, you know, there's a lot of extra riders. The biggest one now is like cyber, uh, cyber attacks. Yeah. Um, like that wasn't covered on anyone's business policy before. And now all the companies are having that as writers and extras. So, you know, you're, you're, you're here, you know, you see a lot on the news or you hear on the radio, like, Hey, this company just had to give up, you know, a million dollars because they broke into their system and, you know, we're holding them hostage basically saying like, Hey, you can't get into your database unless you give us money. You know, people overseas are hacking into the uh, computer software. So, you know, those, we, we try to, go over not every option possible, but through that discovery process, try to figure out what options would be good for that particular potential client. So. Right. And like coming in, you kind of have an idea. So like if yeah. you have a quick call with someone like me versus yeah. someone like Trisha, you know, and you say, okay, tell me a little bit about your life. And Trisha yeah. tells you about her life and I tell you about mine. You're going to have that that instinct from being in the game of knowing, OK, well, Trisha's going to need all of this extra stuff. And, you know, Kylie's got a couple more cars. And so um, you kind of already have that, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And people say I'm dumb for doing this. But a lot of times if like we're going through that discovery call and they're like, why are you answering these? I'm not telling you that. I'll straight up be like, I don't think we're a good fit. You know, like I'm trying to properly protect you. I, I don't want come claim time, you know, for you to be coming after our agency or coming after one of our agents because they didn't, you know, offer you this coverage. Because in the insurance industry, what you do for one, you have to do for all. So, you know, if I, you know, if someone's policy is pending cancellation because they didn't pay their premium or pay um, and I call them and tell them, hey, you're you're past due. You need to make a payment. You have to do that for every client. So, mm -hmm. um, so there, there's little things like that, that we try to, you know, we try to make it easy as possible for them. So, yeah. And I think that like having that personal relationship, like you're saying, like when I talked to Walker, one of the great things was like, when he was explaining like the different policies, I, I was a person that used to often, because I didn't have any money, be driven by how much is the policy. But then he's able to explain like, okay, if you take this citizen's policy, you're in a lake house and like all these trees are gonna fall yeah. down. They'll come down and they'll clean up your trees. And yeah. I'm like, I like people to clean up my trees, <laughs> yeah. you know? like right. so, so he knows like, oh, well, you know, you're in a lake house, like you need that flood insurance, it's gonna yeah. come in. And I'm like, okay, do I need this extra insurance? And he goes, nope, you don't need that extra insurance. So I really like that. Like, I can ask those questions. and know I'm in good hands. He's not just, like you said earlier, like selling to sell some stuff. He's selling to make sure you're properly taken care of. Because I have had to, I had like a freak thing at my office one time. And um, the, the tube from the wall to the toilet had came off while we were all gone at night. And it flooded our entire office. And it was like... I remember I was in the shower, my phone kept ringing, phone kept ringing, phone kept ringing. I finally answer it. And one of my agents was like, Trisha, our whole office is flooded. And I'm like, oh, what no. do you mean our whole office is flooded? What are you talking about? And in that moment, what you don't want is to have to call Walker and him be like, yeah, you don't have any of that coverage. Sorry <laughs> for your luck. And then you're like, oh, my God, why didn't you tell me?
tell me I needed that, right. you know? And I do have that cyber insurance. And I'll tell you what, one of the agents went through Con Ed and she called, she texted me. She's like, I'm in Con Ed right now. And they said, I need cyber insurance. Do we have that? And I'm like, yeah, here's a copy of our policy. We do nice. have that. Walker made sure we had that, right? Yeah. So he knows what you need and he can lead you towards what you need. And like, even to the speaking about the questions, like most people wouldn't ask if if I'm in school, you know, I'm in school. I get a student discount. Yeah, I'm that's 41 true. years old and get a student <laughs> discount, you know. So it's I think that that is so great that you guys go above and beyond because you're asking questions that are super helpful and could save the people money. Like I'd rather spend an extra 30 minutes answering questions or go back and forth via email a few times than not have. Yeah. Then my house floods and I'm stressed out beyond my life and I don't have that coverage anymore. Right. So that being said, um, you mentioned the terms premiums, deductibles. Um, can you kind of expand on that? Because I think that also, like, just you expanding on a collision. Like, when you collide <laughs> with somebody, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense, right? Like, it's these funny things that, like, they make sense when people unpack them. Like, can you talk about the differences and what those mean and things, some yes, of the jargon? please do that. Yeah, so um, I'll try to not not dumb it down, but like, so your premium, that is what you pay every month or every year, um, you know, can go up at renewal, can go down at renewal, but the premium is, you know, the money that you're paying the insurance company or your deductible, that would be what you would pay in the event of a covered claim. So say your deductible is a thousand dollars on your home, your home burns down to the ground, you pay the deductible of a thousand and then that's when the insurance kicks in. So those are kind of the the definitions of, you know, premium, you know, premium and deductible. And a lot of people don't know this, but your deductible really uh, affects your premium. So if you have a really low deductible, your premium is going to be a lot higher. If you have a high deductible, it's going to lower your premium. So that's like, you know, one big thing is we always ask, like, how much risk do you want to take on as the client? Like, do you have, you know, everyone always asks me, well, what do you do? You know, what, what are your deductibles? So, so for me, I'm in a dip, I see claims. I see what claims do to premium. So I go with really high deductibles. Like on my home, I have a $5,000 deductible. Some people are like, wow, that seems high. But for me, I'm not really planning on filing, you know, small one, $2,000 claims on my home because I see, yeah, you might save the one or 2000, you know, up front, but then that claims on your record for five years, and that's going to affect your premium. Um, obviously, you know, claims history is a big one that will affect your premium. Um, location of where you, you live, your home, you know, zip code's a big one. Driving driving history, if you have, you know, major infractions, you know, your insurance is going to go up. And, and a lot of people don't know, but, you know, if you do have one of those major violations, you're not eligible for a lot of the better carriers and better mm. pricing. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's you know, year built on your home. I mean, everything drives your premium and there's there's an actuarial scientist out there that kind of creates the premium. It's not me behind a desk. You know, they have, you know, uh, based on claims history, what they've paid out on in, in years past. So, um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of moving pieces that you can, you know, you know, lower your deductible or get discounts to lower your premium, so. Yeah, so we've kind of touched on some of them, but, you know, the insurance industry, it's always changing. It's always evolving. Um, what are some things that you're, I know you mentioned like cyber insurance, but what are some changing trends or things in the insurance world or maybe common misconceptions or myths about insurance that you encounter a lot? Like what myth busting can you do for us on insurance? <laughs> yeah. Myth busting, that, that one's hard. Um, I mean, a lot of times I know there's a myth out there like, hey, if you if you're not at fault in an accident, it's not going to affect your premium. That That's actually not true because you you do. The insurance company is paying out a claim for you. I mean, certain companies might not um, adjust your premium at, you know, it might be like a one or two percent increase versus a, you know, 10, 15 percent increase. But I would say that's a, a myth. Basically, any claim at some is, is going to affect it one way or another. Um, but as far as evolving, you know, technology is the biggest thing right now. The insurance industry is an old, I mean, it hasn't changed in a while. So the technology, like even when COVID happened, like they used to go out and 
inspect every home in person. They'd have a third party adjuster that would go out, take pictures, exterior, depending on size, interior. Um, where when COVID happened, no, you know, we still needed to write new policies and things. So, you know, uh, mobile inspections, like on your phone, you, you know, you can, Hey, go take a picture of the water heater, the electrical panel, things like that. So that, and now that's more becoming a lot more common. Um, are they using, yeah, now they're using Google maps to see, you know, look at an overhead view of, and they can, now they're starting to be able to tell like how old the roof is because of Google map. So yeah. it, it's, it's making our job a lot easier. Like I was talking to, you know, I think he was 80, 80, 80 years old, uh, agent at one of these conferences. And it, it's just crazy what they used to, they used to have rate books, um, for every VIN, you know, you'd look yeah. at the VIN, this was your rate and they would have to do the calculation to figure out your premium. Um, and that's, that's how they did that. And they would have to go out and inspect every home themselves, like measure the lot size, measure the room. So, oh I mean, it, it was a lot different back then and in technologies made it a lot easier for, for us. Um, and another one is like, all the companies now are coming out with devices to put in your vehicles to track. Yes. So it's like more of a, um, a so I, I think that's where insurance, auto insurance anyway is going is more of a usage based insurance, which I, I think is good. Um, you know, some of the carriers have better tracking than others. Like, you know, for instance, Progressive has a thing that you plug in your car and it tracks your stopping, starting, speeding, what time of day you're driving, and then they uh, uh, they give you a discount accordingly to that. So um, that's one thing that all of them are moving towards. And and I think you know, do I have a device in my car right now? No, but um, it's because you drive like a race car driver, isn't it? Because that's no. why I refuse. Me and I put my tinfoil hat on, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm not having this in my car. Then they're gonna know I drive like a racematic. Well. I don't even have a tinfoil hat and I don't want to put one in my car either because yeah. I was like, so do they, so here's a great myth. Like, obviously we both think that they're going to like drop us from our, their insurance and increase our premiums. Can those, can those pieces make it increase or only is it to decrease? So every company is different. So like, uh, for instance, one of the carriers, it's just like an automatic 5% for them to gather your, I think what they're doing now is they're trying to gather data as much as they can. Um, so some of them, yes, can increase. Some, they guarantee it won't increase. So okay. um, it depends on the company. So for in, for me, when I'm truly looking out for my client's best interest, if it's you know company A that does increase or decrease, I'll ask them, be like, hey, it will, I, I'm just honest with them. It will increase your premium now, but depending on how you drive, it can increase your, you know, increase where some of them, it's just, it's a, it's a discount where you get an automatic 5%. And then based on your driving, you can, it'll go to 0%. So it, it basically, you'd be right back to where you started without it, mm -hmm. or it can go all the way up to like 25% off. So some people, um, you know, like to take advantage of it and, and, and yeah, not to go too deep on this, but they used to ask like, Hey, how many miles a year do you drive? Yeah. Where now they're trying, like some of the companies are pulling records from like when you get your oil changes to see exactly how many miles. Because of course, when you ask someone how many miles you drive, oh, the lowest amount possible right, to get the right. lowest premium. And that's- I only drive 20 miles a year. <laughs> that is it. So so that's where, you know, technology is changing that aspect of it, which, which I think it's for the good. So then we're getting accurate premiums. So then it's not like we're having to take increases when we don't need to and decreases when we don't need to, so- yeah, I, I guess it like you're looking at the pros and the cons of it, right? Like it, it can be helpful, but it could it could wreck your world if you drive like crap. So when, <laughs> but, but I think that's good for society as a whole, though, right? Because then it's going to help more people to drive better because they know like, hey, you're going to get better rates. Or yeah. if you do yeah. drive like crap, your insurance premium is going <laughs> to no, What's going to happen is the people who do drive like crap are just going to say, well, I'm just going to drive without insurance. And that'll just be that. That would be very bad. The problem with that, bad. though, is if you, you know, to get your vehicle registered and things like that, you they require the insurance. So I think that'll, but like you said, there so many people are against these devices. And I'm like, if you have a phone, that thing's tracking everything. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, you guys anyways. know, I mean, we were at dinner the other day and mentioned, you know, some restaurant. All of a sudden I'm getting ads for that. So 
the phones already are tracking you, I think, but um, yeah. that's a different topic. <laughs> it is. Well, that's what I am my tinfoil hat show. I know. Kylie was like, Our I listeners don't... need to look out for an offshoot. <laughs> Nothing long. Maybe like two to 15 minutes a week of just tinfoil hatness all over. All right. Well, we're going to ask one more serious question and then we're going to wrap with our fun ones. But um, most of our list, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and we're always um, looking for tools and resources that we can give to them or action steps that they could take today um, to implement in their business and make it better. So what are some things you can share with our listeners? Tools, resources, things that keep you organized, steps they could take today to make their business better? better like give us some goods yeah so i mean i would recommend for sure investing in like a serious management system depending on what type of business you have but like for me when i first started out obviously i'm trying to run really lean low overhead and you get to a point where okay yeah this it's a management system that keeps track of you know everything where it's every policy that you write your commissions you know it even does like some accounting uh accounting stuff in there so but that really kept me organized from a follow-up standpoint. So like you get a new prospect, like I was literally doing it, like just putting an activity in my calendar and then following up and then doing it. So this, it has all these man like Salesforce, all the management systems yeah. out there. I would, it, it's worth every penny in my opinion, because when you start to get busy and you start to have a influx of uh, leads coming in, it's almost impossible to stay organized. So I would say that management system piece is like, obviously number one for, for me, obviously my calendar would, would be, would be right there with it as well. So those, those are two, you know, tools that I would, I would recommend, uh, investing in. Do you color coordinate your calendar? I, I do, but it's just the outlook defaults. Uh, <laughs> so it's, I don't get too crazy with, with that. Like my calendar is more personal stuff. Uh, a lot of personal, uh, things where my management system is like, here's your, here's the 10 people you need to call today. And then it has blurb or it, it'll have all my info of what we talked about before, you know, what, you know, for instance, say someone's buying a home and they called me for a quote and we walked through, you know, here's company A, company B. I have those quotes saved in them. It's all on the cloud too. Yeah. So it's not taking up like any, um, you know, any space on my computer and I can log into it. I mean, uh, from home or at the office. So, you know, that that's the biggest thing is just the follow ups, because um, let, let's face it, if you don't have that uh, and you and you aren't consistent, then leads kind of fall through the cracks, at least in our industry, if you're not being prompt. So. I think that's all industries. Yeah. And I love that. Like <clears throat> when you're taking those notes like that gives a personal touch too. like I, I always notice that when, um, you know, if last time we talked, I was like, oh, I'm going to Canada, go see Trent. And then next time we talk, you're like, so how was Canada? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like he actually listens and pays attention. And he cares. didn't. He just wrote it down. He doesn't okay, care. Though. He does not give a single care. However, it works that it looks like you actually care about what I'm saying and you're listening. I'm cool with that. Right. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit like going into that organization and stuff like what are what are you looking to accomplish in the next 12 months? Do you do like vision casting or goal planning or 12 year goals? Yeah, goals are big, especially personally for, for our family, but then also the office. We have office goals. Um, you know, how many new policies do we want to write this year? Uh, how are, We want our retention to be at X percent. So, you know, big, big believer in writing those goals down. Um, and then, you know, for me, I'm, I'm kind of moving into a role where, where I'm more mentoring um, now that I do have, you know, the four or five agents that, um, you know, so I'm, I'm really trying to get them to the next level. Like for me, that that's almost more uh, important to me right now is just um, like we just hired a new agent uh, beginning of the year and just teaching him, you know, marketing, everything. Yeah, yeah. all and, the and, things. And, and, it, and like when I see it working, it's just like, wow, like that, it, it was very, uh, you know, it, it makes you feel a lot better than me just going and writing a new big account, you know. So um, I, I'm really transitioning into that. But, um, you know, we're uh, personally, we're moving into a new house. So obviously in the next year, you know, like to get 
get that. Uh, it, it's a new construction, so a lot, lot of projects once we get moved in. So <laughs> yeah. got that, got that going on. And then also kids, sports, that type of thing. So Yeah, well, and I think that that's great that you're at that moment in time where you can teach others, help them be successful, but it's still also a win for you because that opens up more time for your family and your house and like what you want to do. So you have that good balance of my business is succeeding, my people are succeeding, and I'm there for my family and they are succeeding. And that's like really what the elite life is all about, right? <laughs> Amen. That you balance. broke it down. So fun. <laughs> all right, Walker. Um, we have time for one fun question. I know one fun question, but let's ask him if there's anything else he wants to share with people about things they need to know about insurance yes, or and also where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me. We have a website, completeins.com. Um, I do need to revamp it, but, uh, but no, it, it's, uh, you got to have a website. You have to have a, you know, internet presence. Um, then I obviously have the personal, obviously Instagram and Facebooks that I kind of use as business too. I mean, I'll, I'll post, you know, obviously stuff about my family, but then also some insurance related, uh, information. So you can find me there and then, you know, phone and email, which, which you have, uh, you can, post on the description. Yeah, uh, yeah. we got that in the description. So. so all you have to do is open up the video, <laughs> click, and you will be connected with with Walker here who yeah. can tell you everything <laughs> that you need to know to stay safe and not go crazy. And you yeah. have a good Google name. Like when yeah. you Google Walker Highland, <laughs> there's no other Walker Highlands yeah. coming right. up. Right, right. Okay, fun question. Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm letting Kylie loose. So anything that happens from here on out oh, is boy. not on me. Um, I like this one. Um. Tell me your favorite villain. Okay. Um, just from anything or it can be from any okay. book, any anything. Anything. Okay. Movie? Movie, anything. Okay. Um, my favorite movie is Happy Gilmore. Because I love to golf. I love hockey. So I, so your I like. Your favorite villain I, is Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> that is not one that we've heard. Tell me uh, why. I need to know um, why he's your favorite. I, I don't know. I, I think he's hilarious in that movie and his little gunshot thing he does. I don't know. It, it is funny. And he, like, obviously, he, he's just known as being Shooter McGavin if you yeah. see him. So I, I don't know. It's I, I'm not a huge, like, uh, movie guy either so yeah. that's probably one we watched on the bus you know a hundred times so oh for sure <laughs> i literally just said to dave two days ago we need to watch adam sandler movies this is so perfect yeah. it's like, ah! um okay so next question even though hurry i have one minute yeah, if time. you could be one animal what would you be animal wow um I loved a deer hunt, um, but I, I think I would be a deer. That'd be pretty sweet. I agree. There's nothing better as long than as running I through yeah. the forest with the wind in your hair. Yeah. And looking cute yeah. while you do it. Yeah, white a white-tailed deer. That, that's probably off the cuff. And that's a no good... one else would ant, uh, probably pick that. No, no one's picking. Uh, no one's picking prey. Everyone's picking predators, yeah, right? So, so all right. That's our time. Thanks for joining us this week on The Elite Life here. We drop fresh episodes every Thursday. Don't forget to listen, like, subscribe, and share. Come back next week for more fun. Bye. That was a good one. High five, dude. First podcast. Totally a win. Yeah. We thank you so much for joining us today on The Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit grace and real estate you can also connect with us on instagram facebook we hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy